Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. How you doing, Des? Um, I'm okay, Rachel. I'm feeling a little down, actually. We got a review on iTunes that said that the show is brilliant and they love everything about it, except for one thing. And that is the one episode that I used a cough drop because I was dying of the flu. And apparently I was sucking and smacking <laughs> into which the is, mic. Which, which is, is the first time you've ever gotten that complaint about I'm, sucking. Yes. I Usually people love when I'm sucking and slurping. <laughs> That's a signature Desi That's a signature, sound. yeah. I mean, perhaps you don't like it as much when you don't have, uh, you know, it's a, it's not like a point of view por- porn where I'm looking <laughs> up at you slurping and, and sucking. And gurgling. And gurgling and choking. It wasn't as good. Um, but I will have you know that I am working on getting better. Thank you for your concern for my health in the review. Oh, I'm sorry. You were not concerned that I was dying of the flu. You were only concerned about your ears hurting. <laughs> <laughs> and you, your own uh, trauma going into something that you had to listen to for one episode. Um, but uh, I am feeling much better. Thank you <clears throat> for those who have cared. We're not going to edit that. Um, we're not going to edit that clearing your throat out for solidarity. I just want you to know that, no, Desi. No, because I am still suffering from the flu for over a month. There's an epidemic going in, on in the country. It's bullshit that the fake news media isn't even talking about Seriously, it. Seriously, talk about fake news. It's like... What did Trump say at the end of his tweet? Like, maybe someday, maybe someday. <laughs> will anyone care about my flu and all that I've suffered for the past month and a half? Maybe someday they will. I don't know. But you know what? I I, I grew up an abused child, and I don't think anyone cares about my feelings, <laughs> especially Ryan Darling, who complained about my sucking. Ryan, I'm sure we would probably be best friends, and we would be bitches to each other in real life. So I'm not mad at you at all. I'm not a hater, and I will try to stop sucking and slurping on the mic, and I'm and on the real mic, not the mic in air quotes. Because Desi, that's a Desi Jedikin promise. Right. She's never gonna stop slurping on the quote unquote. I'm mic. doing my best here. I uh, am trash from Florida. I'm not um, Dan Rather. I'm not a professional broadcaster. <laughs> Desi really. Is- I just feel like if I can't talk back to you on your review. You come to me personally, give me this complaint, because now what am I going to do? I can't edit your review and be like, hey, here's what happened. And I just want you to know, Rachel gave me that uh, cough drop to help me because she cared. And I was I didn't realize I was sucking and slurping because we don't have um, a producer who's like, hey, Desi. Only one of us <laughs> went to vocal classes when we were growing up because Desi was an abused child. Right. My mom didn't pay for lessons <laughs> <laughs> as much as I begged for tap. Wait, you didn't get to take tap class? No, I didn't get to take any classes. I had to sit on the stump of a uh, cement <laughs> driveway and stare at gla- grass glass. And, hold, and, and, and glass. There was probably a broken bottle. That's how it, it was in my, like a tuna can in the front yard. I don't know. <laughs> that was my childhood. But I'm sorry, your ears hurt for a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, right? okay. We love you. And we we're love glad you. Thank that you, you for listen. listening. And the content is really what matters. Right. So we're happy that you like the Thank content. you for the half compliment and for singling me out because I do deserve recognition, <laughs> even if it's negative. <laughs> we will work on our diction, both of us. I know there's rooms for improvement with myself. Um, we all have room for improvement. I'm sure you're not perfect either, but please send me um, a tape recording of you speaking off the cuff <laughs> for an hour or more and let me hear what I can pick out about you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so turned on right now. I know. Okay. I'm so turned on. So, um, I've been a naughty girl this week, Desi. Oh, like what? Oh, I, I didn't mm. watch the episode of Gianni Versace. Well, Rachel, you were actually the only one hurt by your actions <laughs> because this was the best episode so far. And we have not been fans of the first two episodes. No, both we have Rachel not. And I, I did hear um, good things about the episode before I watched it, and I knew that it was uh, featuring Judith Light, who is one of the best. Who's a gay icon? I mean, she's amazing. Right. It's kind of hard her. to believe what she what she came from. I mean, I knew her from Soap Days before she was on Who's to, Who's the Boss, but she kind of became famous as this um, sitcom actress when she's like way way much more than she that. She also played has played a judge on <clears throat> Law and Order SVU several times. Right. So she sort of the star of this episode, I would say. That's um, fabulous. I have to watch it. Yeah, now. it's really good. So I'll just give a brief rundown, I guess, about what I thought about the episode. The thing I think I liked about it was, unlike the first two episodes, this was very linear and a single story cool. from start to finish. It just focused on um, the murder of, oh gosh, his name is slipping my mind, Lee, Lee? Mig- Lee Miglin. Miglin, I think, is the last name. And that's the older, um, the older man who was murdered third by Andrew Kananen after his his friend and his uh, ex-boyfriend in um, the first two murders. Right. He was in Chicago. Uh, as we've said before about the first two episodes, Ryan Murphy is really pushing the gay angle of these murders and that Andrew Kananen had some kind of thing, thing about it, like maybe hatred towards like a gay men who had internal... Maybe he had internalized homophobia or hated successful gay men who had what he thought he deserved or something. Right. Cause Lee was uh, really wealthy. He was married and this is, the family has never admitted. I think even when we did the episode, the infamous cough drop episode, I think that was the Gianni Versace one. He, um, it was considered random. Like no one knew why he was murdered. There was there no connection. Stolen. There was no connection between him and Andrew Kananen. Um, there was nothing stolen. Uh, but this episode of this TV show, they really pushed this narrative, like not even subtly that it was, um, they had fucked. Andrew was, um, an escort who Lee had hired previously. Uh, and Andrew showed up like, Hey, I'm in town, Lee, let's get together. And Judith light who plays the wife was out of town. She has some kind of cosmetic or perfume thing, and she was doing like a QVC type show. She's out of town. Andrew calls Lee. Lee's like, hey, my wife's out of town. Come over. And it was pretty sad. He's played um, in the show by Mike Farrell, who's kind of an oldie time. Was he in MASH? I think he was in MASH. He'll correct me. It was really sad. It's a, it's a really good episode because it's devastating. It's really brutal. You see a lot of the abuse and torture that Lee went through. Wow. Uh, you know what else you see, Rachel? What? Boobies? You see the, no, you see the ham on the desk. What? You see the, the ham. ham. Yeah, the ham is there. <sighs> and there are details that I personally have never heard. And to this day, the family denies 
that any of this is true. But in the show, they kind of make it seem like the wife was sort of in denial and making a cover up. Not There wasn't a scene of her saying, cover this up, but it was more like, oh, he, you know what I mean? The cops kind of got the impression that it was not good. They also show the murder of the fourth victim who was actually a random victim he that just he stole the, the he stole the truck and that was a pretty sad uh, scene also so I think I liked this episode because it was sort of very standalone it was focused in on one thing there was no flashbacks or fantasy aspects to it that there have been in the past episodes uh, and it was just really hard to watch and uh, I love it I'm all it was over really it. good the other thing I loved on a superficial level was the decor of the Miglins brownstone or, or like mansion apartment thing it was like very 80s or, or 90s like all white yeah and kind of just very very rich but like I know like that mean. all white kind of you know like Mr. Chow's right so that was really good the performances were all good Darren Chris was was really good he kind of got to do that psychopath thing which I think has been his strong He's suit and very this, creepy um, um I feel like there was one more thing I don't know. It's just sad because I, whatever you want to think about what happened, clearly they loved each other, the married couple, the wife right. and husband. Um, I don't know how I feel about them outing him in that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause it's never been confirmed by the family. So technically they're basically outing this guy without confirmation. I wonder if when <clears throat> that murder happened at the time, there was any speculation in the news stories or if that speculation was just from citizens talking amongst themselves. I mean, it's a very easy leap to make because there was no connection. We all know that um, Andrew did do escort kind of work. Um, So it's like an older man. The other creepy thing is he had a chapel in his home, so he was really religious. Whoa. Uh, And they show the chapel. It's kind of a creepy... It's just a good episode. Like, I feel like you're going to really like it, Rachel. I'm excited. And if you haven't seen it yet, I do feel like it's the strongest episode. One thing I did, I I was kind of reading some reviews or recaps just to see what other people kind of thought. And one interesting thing I was reading, and I can't remember what it was. It might even have been like a Twitter or a tweet conversation. And I, I definitely agree with it. People were saying how they don't think this is as good as the OJ one. And someone said they feel like it's being stretched to 10 episodes when there just isn't as much story as there was with the OJ story. And that could be why some of these episodes feel a little nothing. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of agree that that might be the case. There's just not as much content to fill out 10 episodes of a series, like hour long episodes with this case. And they're kind of stretching it out and filling it up. Because it's like, at this point, I'm thinking, what are the next? <laughs> right. I mean, was it eight or it's like 10 episodes, yeah. I think. And it's like, what are the next seven episodes going to be? Right. We've already gotten. So we have the big murder, I guess. We've the, seen the, it. Right. And, when, and then this one. And then there's the two friends, I guess they haven't shown yet. But it's like, what could that possibly be? One or two episodes more. And then we still have. So it's, it is kind of curious to me how they're going to fill it out. Yeah. Um, but I guess we will see. Right. Uh, and then I'm sure next week we will get Rachel's opinion. We'll on- get my take on both episodes right. next week. Briefly on the one we just talked right. about. So, oh, yes. That I'm is my- sure I'll confirm that I loved it. 
Rachel probably will agree with me. We we agree on a lot of stuff. <laughs> You're gonna like it. It's I good. Know. I will. I will As like a standalone, it. It, it even stands alone. Like you don't have to have seen anything or know anything to watch this episode, and it's like a really good Law and Order <laughs> episode. Yeah, like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's completely standalone. Everything is in this episode that you need to know. So yeah, it's good. Cool. I'm on board. Now. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So let's get to our main topic. Okay. We're talking about. Disneyland this week and I don't know about you actually I do know about Desi I'm not going to pretend I don't know Desi and I are both adults who love Disneyland right they're not like in a weird way I don't wear like the pens or anything they're they're let's just there are varying degrees of adults who love Disneyland right. I would say we're maybe on the milder I have a nostalgia for Disneyland because I did go there as a child <clears throat> do you know what I mean like yeah so I like going there. I don't. You're have an to... adult who in, you're you're in, you're in the category of you're an adult who still enjoys going to Disneyland, which there are plenty. Right, of. but I'm not a fanatic. I would say I have friends. I've had friends throughout my life who are the adult fanatics of Disneyland, right. who have all the merch and have all yeah. the pins and know all the like like weird tips and tricks and stuff about the yeah. park, which I know a fair amount of them. I know some of the tricks. Just because I don't like waiting. Right. Right. And I know, I mean, I... The thing with Disneyland is I get in for free pretty much as much as I want. So I can go very unstressed and just kind of... I don't have this pressure to do everything. Right. Because it is expensive. And I feel like that adds this whole other element to it where you want to get... But I can just go, I'll just go here. I'll hang out. (laughs) Like, I don't care that much to get everything done. So it's always like a very stress-free experience for me. But I do like the nostalgia and I like the old rides. Like I yeah. will go on the Fantasyland rides I just love because it. I like looking. I like the look of it. I like the art direction. I love Small World. Like I like all of that stuff. I love all of the aesthetic in Disneyland. I'm not a California Adventureland. If you're not from California or you've never been to the Disneyland Park, California Adventureland is a newer park that was built less than 20 years ago. Right. Adjacent to Disneyland. And it's just less flushed out compared I mean it's newer I never go to California I've been to California Adventureland but I'm not a fan of it personally I've gone like I said because I can get in for free I'll just I've checked it out numerous times I do like the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror right yeah I've that and I like the one that's over California soaring over yeah soaring over California but in general it's not something I go to Right. anymore like if I'm with people who haven't been I'll go check it out with them but I kind of like let's go here and here like we don't have to see right all the other parts I mean here's but, the yeah. reality I know Disneyland Park like the back of my hand I um it's kind of stupid I, I like I have been going to Disneyland since I was a baby right I grew up in California so it wasn't abnormal to go and when my parents were still together I think that was like like we would go as a family yeah but I've been you know I went as a teen growing up I went as a young adult I still go I try to go once a year I really really love Disneyland I've I've been at the park like I've closed down that fucking park I've gone I go at least once a year too yeah I love it so I just wanted to get that out of the way I'm a huge fan of Disneyland so I was so excited to do this episode today there are because Disneyland is this iconic place and Disney is iconic there are myths and legends and lore about the park. It is absolutely in my opinion the happiest place on earth. 
So any sort of scandalous things that have occurred at the park, including death, including murder, they're obviously not talked about, but they are whispered about. And there are even rumors, urban legends about deaths that occur at Disneyland that I grew up hearing, such as... I don't think this is true at all, but like I've learned, I don't think it's true, but there was always this rumor or this urban legend going around that like, they don't let you legally die at Disneyland. You have oh, to right. legally die at like the hospital or like just outside the park. Right. I don't think that's true. I think that's like, a, that's illegal probably. Yeah. To but like doctor a document. Yeah. Like so that's one of them, but there have been several deaths that have occurred since the park's opening, which was in 1955, which okay. my father, he was at opening day Disneyland. Oh, really? Cool. Yes, because my dad grew up, well, he spent the first five years of his life in growing up in L.A. So, uh, let's see. Let's just start from the top. So, like I said before, Disneyland opened July 17th, 1955 in Anaheim, California. And the park... The first opening day of the park was a disaster, but I feel like that's not that abnormal of a thing or right. weird because it even was... a restaurant has trouble on our first day up. A theme park is going to be. I mean, it also was this huge, ambitious project that Walt Disney, and he's a perfectionist too. Oh my god, yeah, yeah everything. So, uh, so that happened. I'm going to go through. I've separated uh, this list into deaths, scandals and weird park incidents, including hauntings. So I'm going to talk about some of the people who have died on the rides at Disneyland, which is a fear. I've, I've had a healthy fear about dying on amusement park rides. I do too, especially um, the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn is one of my favorite rides. But that's the one where you go under some dips. I'm always like, my head's going to get hit. Right. <laughs> do well, you know what I mean? You're going to be a little more scared <laughs> after after you hear this. So in 1964, a 15-year-old boy was thrown from the Matterhorn bobsled ride when he unbuckled his seatbelt and stood up, which I feel like if you do that, you're asking for trouble. Right. He was not following the rules. That's not following the rules. I would never stand up on any ride or remove my seat. I take the seatbelt instructions very serious. Especially on that ride because you get jerked around like a if, lot. If you've never been it on hurts. If you don't know what the Matterhorn ride is at Disneyland, it's a gigantic mountain shaped like the Matterhorn and you're on these bobsleds on tracks. It's also the seating of the Matterhorn because you're kind of one and back of each other. So you can really push into each other. Right. Based on the whatever. It's not like some high tech thing you're strapped into either. No. It's a little flimsy seat belt. And yeah, it does keep you in and there's like a metal bar too right. as well. But you don't, I don't know why you would be like, yeah, let me fucking stand up on this. Because you're going over dips and it's you're scary, going yeah. through tunnels. And, there's and a, it's fast. There's a Yeti. The, yeah. They've they've <laughs> modified the Yeti because I went a few months ago with Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Uh, I went a few months ago with Ryan. And the last time I went, they had the old animatronic Yeti but uh, that they've always had at the park since I remember it as a kid. But they made it scarier recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it recently. It was always a scary Yeti that sort of pops out, but right. now it's like really terrifying. Uh, but you don't want to stand up. So this guy, this kid, he stood up on the ride and as they're going through a tunnel, he fucking smacked his head and was uh, and thrown from the ride. 
he didn't actually die that day at the park, but he went to the hospital and he died three days later from his injuries. So I like when people that happens to people when they broke the rules, though, because I'm like, oh, well, then that won't happen to me. Oh, totally. When <laughs> I mean, they don't like it, but well, if it's a ride malfunction, that's scarier, <clears throat> definitely, because you have no control over that. So this is a more famous death incident that occurred on the Matterhorn. On January 3rd, 1984, 48 year old Dolly Regine Young was in the back seat of the Matterhorn ride. At some point during the ride, her seatbelt became unfastened. It was unclear whether or not she unbuckled it herself or right. not. And uh, during one of the ride's drops, she was flung from the ride and out onto the tracks. She was then struck by an oncoming bobsled and her head and chest were pinned underneath the wheels and she was dragged. And she was also decapitated as a result of that. Yeah, so pretty brutal death there. So apparently the area where she was killed on the ride is known as Dolly's Drop (laughs) and her ghost lingers there according to cast members. And by the way, the people who, the employees at Disneyland, they're all known as cast members. So if you hear us say cast member on the show, we're referring to the employees who work there. Yeah. So, um, I, I was reading some like message boards and some posts about, uh, ghost sightings at the park and, uh, when the park is closed and, and the Matterhorn's closed, the, the employees, I guess, cast members have to go out onto the tracks sort of to like shut down the ride or inspect the ride, I guess. And there are certain cast members who have said, like, I hate when it's my job to do that because I know that I have to go past Dolly's drop and it just feels It seems creepy eerie. even without to go into the rides when they're not on. <laughs> seems oh, yeah. like it would be creepy. Totally. This is another really famous one. Uh, There are many rides at Disneyland and attractions that have been there since the 50s and 60s that are still there that are iconic. This is an attraction that hasn't been at the park in over 20 years. It's called America Sings. Oh, right. Did you ever go? You were in Florida, though, so you were at Disney World. No, I was in California when I was a child, early childhood, but then Florida. I went to Disney World a lot. But yeah, I know... I know America Sings. I probably went to America Sings at some point in the late 80s, but I don't remember it. Uh, America Sings opened in 1974, and this was an attraction where guests would sit inside a theater that rotated around a stationary stage. And this had the famous animatronics, which are the puppets essentially that sing and they would tell a story they were these animal animatronics and they would sing and tell right. very they do various tableaus about stuff happening in american history right so uh there's a lot of moving parts in mm-hmm. this act- attraction on july 8th 1974 just nine days after the attraction opened a cast member named deborah gail stone was killed in between performances guests were departing the show at around 11 p.m and the attraction was rotating back into place for the next cycle. A scream was heard by a guest, and when he turned to look, he saw what appeared to be a young woman being pulled between the moving walls and the stationary wall. It was Deborah. And by the time help arrived, it was too late. She got crushed. She got crushed by the moving pieces. Right. 
in this, Oof. which is such a scary way to go. Anything where you're getting pulled, sucked into something and crushed. Because you have so much consciousness of what's happening. Oh, my God. It's like when you're a little kid and you're afraid to get sucked into the escalator. Right. Oh, my God. That was like, <laughs> that fucking terrified me so much. I'm still scared. I have to, like, jump. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not scared I'm going to get crushed, but, like, my foot will get jammed. I don't or... want anything, any body parts or appendages getting <clears throat> caught anywhere. No, 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 I don't no. want that. So... America Sings was closed for two days to install some safety lights. And the stage in which Deborah was crushed to death remained closed for a year. And America Sings, oh, I guess this was only open until 1988. So I'm, I guess I probably could have gone when I was like really but, little. Right. I obviously don't remember it. But um, yeah, they, I was like, I mean, that is another thing where cast members have heard a voice saying, be careful. Oh. Like a disembodied <laughs> voice. <laughs> That's sort of sassy. Yeah. I feel like. Careful. Careful. It's like, yeah. Like wink. Right. <laughs> don't want to get crushed to death. I hope you don't get crushed to death. <laughs> here's, an, uh, here's an iconic Disneyland ride that has not existed for a long time. It's called the People Mover. Oh, right. Which I always thought was such a ridiculous name that's for like, a ride. That's like the Tomorrowland. It was a Tomorrowland ride. Right. It, it's such a lazy name. Like, I don't know. They're fucking moving people. Right. The future, we are very uncreative. <laughs> we just call things what they are, very so, matter-of-factly. If you don't know Disneyland, there's different sections of the park that are themed. And one of the sections is Tomorrowland, in which everything is futuristic. And Tomorrowland should be so much better than it is. Like, it does have Space Mountain, and that, that is, like, obviously the best roller coastery, scary ride at Disneyland. It's my least favorite section of the park. It's, it's so least, lame. It's so lame, but it should be so cool, Tomorrowland. Like, it could be really cool, Especially but it's such if- a... I mean, was that cool when it opened? I bet it was cooler in like the 60s when it was all that cool space agey kind of architecture. I guess, yeah. But now it's like literally the worst section of the park for me. It's the dumbest. I do go for Space Mountain. I only go for Space Mountain. I kind of like the Buzz Lightyear thing too. I mean, but that's lame. (laughs) I know this sounds stupid and petty, but I always get irritated when new Disney movies are integrated into the park. Like when they changed the one to Finding Nemo, the old school ride. The submarine ride. Right. They changed it to Finding Nemo. I hate that ride, by the way. Because part of what makes Disneyland so magical is there's the architecture and the art design is so old. I like the old stuff. I like the old stuff a lot. Then they haven't changed a lot of it. So whenever they like add something in, like Jack Sparrow, they added I Jack. I get irritated. I was like, hey, he doesn't belong in this universe. Right. Just because they made a whole movie about Even the bride, sometimes he doesn't I, belong. I love Nightmare Before Christmas, but sometimes I get annoyed that they changed the Haunted Mansion during that period. Because I love the New, or- New Orleans motif. I like the old one, but yeah, right. I've gotten more used to that one. That one, I guess, Nightmare Before Christmas is like the exceptional make. I don't care as much, but I don't like... I, I was, oh my God, I got so mad. I got so mad when somebody said on um, Reddit, I was reading Reddit about Disneyland. I was like, and then I got into this whole vortex about like watching people's like, or looking at people's proposal photo albums from Disneyland and like Ugh. Disneyland weddings and just yeah. like, oh my God, it was like a three hour fucking K-hole I got sucked into the other night. But this one person was like, I think they should make the Tiki Room Moana theme. I was like, no, you can't. Tiki Room is like the one thing in Disneyland. <laughs> it is so fucking dumb and cheesy right. that I would be so mad if anything changed about it. That is, th- no. 
Because I don't it's, want that. The tiki room can't have any integrity to it. It's so kitschy and stupid, and I love that about right. it. No, it's perfect as it's it is. It's perfect the way it is. I also like it because it's like this time where you, you want to go and you sit in the cold. You need like a break at Disneyland. Or, or in the heat when it's right. really... That's what I mean. Like yeah. you go in the air-conditioned room and you get to sit for like 15 minutes because oh, yeah. it's a long, longish ride I was going to mention that. That's an adult Disneyland tip is I always go to the tiki room when I need a fucking break and my oh, feet me hurt too. and I go and eat Dole Whip and I just sit there and look at my phone. It's so nice to just it's sit great. in the tiki room. I love the but tiki I would, room. I would, it would change if there was a Moana theme. I would be irritated. So it would take away some of that relaxation. <laughs> Not that I didn't think Moana was a great... I love Moana. Just make Moana... Put her in California Adventure. Put, the, <laughs> put all the new Disneyland people in California. Right, right. Like there's cars and they got Bugs Life or whatever. It's it just called. makes more sense over there because everything is sort of more modern. Right. I don't know. I agree. So That's a bad idea. But look, I guess that is where I am truly an adult fan of Disneyland because I really do care about these stupid, stupid things. I do too. So the People Mover, a ride that does not exist anymore. It opened in 1967 and this ride was a train-type ride made up of four cars in a train on elevated tracks that moved about Tomorrowland. About a month after the ride opened, a 17-year-old boy attempted to jump from one car to another as the uh, train went through a tunnel. So another act of stupidity that was right. something that could have been avoided. Uh, he, um, he actually landed on the tracks instead of landing on the next car, and he was hit by an oncoming train of cars. His body was dragged for about 100 feet before the ride was stopped. And this ride stayed over, uh, stayed open until 1995. But this wasn't the only... Sorry. This wasn't the only incident on the People Mover ride. In 1974, a girl was on the ride with three of her friends when her mouse ears fell off of her head and onto the tracks. And this girl was like, oh, no, I paid $30 for those. Right. I'm getting those mouse ears, which I understand. They're very – everything at Disneyland is very expensive to buy. You're spending a lot of money at Disneyland. So I get yeah. where she was coming from. For me personally, if I had dropped my churro, I would have been like, I'm about to hurl myself on the tracks <laughs> to go get that churro right now. Right. But I still think she should have just let the mouse ears go, but hindsight, 2020. Mm -hmm. So she was like, we got to get my mouse ears. Two of the girls jumped out of the car, and one ended falling 30 feet to the ground below. They Ugh. missed the tracks. And this girl broke several bones in her body, including her pelvis, and she ended up in a body cast. And I, you know, I get it. Mouse ears are expensive, but... I actually lost my wallet on um, Indiana Jones. <gasps> like it fell into the pit? Uh, I can't remember if it was like a purse or a wallet, and they stopped the ride and got it. Are I got serious? off the ride and I said my wallet fell out because it was in that net container they have in the ride. You put your yeah. stuff in it. So I did actually put it in there. Um, and then when I went to get out, it wasn't there. But I didn't try to get out and get it. Like they did stop the ride and get it for you. That's it for really me. nice of them. So, I mean, I feel like they do that because they don't want you to do stupid shit like this. They right. want, they'll do it. I mean, I did feel bad that people had to wait. But, but here's you know, the thing about Disneyland employees. They're it was all, fast too. They're, they're like on so top of it. Nice. Yeah. The cast members who work there, they're wonderful people. I think Disneyland is run like a tight ship. And, uh, you know, it, it is. That's really nice to hear that they no, do. No, they that. do. They'll do it for you. Totally. Uh, this was not the last 
people mover incident. There was another incident in 1980, and an 18-year-old was killed jumping off the ride in a similar fashion to the boy who was killed in 1967. Who are these people who jump off the rides and I stuff like that? No, like, I can't even imagine. Even if I thought about it for a second, oh I would my God. never do it. There's I, just no way. I just, I, I have never had that thought enter my head if anything you're holding on i don't have that level of confidence quite frankly I don't and my either. ability to do anything athletic like i can beat <laughs> this ride i, I my, my greatest fear is dying in a stupid manner so i feel like i would never jeopardize well even like the girl in the body cast is like she has to explain to people my mouse ears fell off right and now i'm in a body cast and my friend died or whatever did one of her friends no none of them died but they were injured you have to live to tell the tale that you had a people mover incident so, uh, Desi, you know what Tom Sawyer's Island is. I do. That is a uh, attraction in the Disneyland Park located in Frontierland. It's in an, on an island? It's Yes, it's an island that's uh, surrounded by what's known as the Rivers of America, and it's a body right. of water. It's kind of where the fireworks and the light, like one of the light show fireworks is held there. Yes, uh, held over the water. And I have to report a Hollywood crime that's personal to me about the rivers of America. Mm. Uh, there used to be forever, as long as I can remember, there was a smoking section overlooking the rivers of America. Right. It was a very nice seating area and it was very calm. And you were with all the other degenerates who were smoking cigarettes in I the park. It. And they closed it recently. Oh, they did? Yeah. Cause when I went there the last time I sat down and lit a cigarette at, at this little seating area, and they Ooh, yelled at me. Well, they don't yell at you, but they were like, "You can't smoke Excuse here." I was like, me. "I was like, yeah. I've, I was like, I've been smoking here for 15 years. Right. How dare like I didn't say that, but I was like, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh my god, this Excuse was my me, yeah, my mice aren't allowed to smoke. They always have some like terminology, right? They're very nice <laughs> about it and like, but it's very culty, innocent. Actually, I had a um, one time I went on this Winnie the Pooh ride at Disneyland, and it broke down, and everyone was sitting there and I was like cracking jokes. And I said, I said something like what happened? Did uh, Tigger take a dump on the tracks? Cause they always have like storyline reasons oh, why yes. things broke down. And the cast member was like, honey spilled on the tracks. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, honey spilled on the tracks and her face died. She died inside every time she had to say <laughs> that honey That's spilled amazing. on the tracks. And I was just kind of like, it was like talking to like a cult member. Right. Because they have no choice but to do this kind of nonsense. I, just, I love that Desi has to interject. What happened to Tigger? Tigger yeah, I was trying no. to like crack wise. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Like I was joking, but then they really did have a stupid uh, reasoning behind what had happened. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, side note, I fucking don't like Winnie the Pooh <clears throat> as a character. I'm not like a Winnie the Pooh person, but I think it was like the only ride I had never been on. So I was like, let's go I mean, on I'll, this. I'll go on that ride. Right. I'll go on every ride at Disneyland. I'm just saying as a sidebar. No, there are certain people. I only like Eeyore. Because like, he's the only one, obviously. He's goth. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like the goth. He's the emo character of Winnie the Pooh. So I did, I do have, as a child, I did have an Eeyore. Just so you know that I've I, literally I, always had the personality I'm that like, I've had. I've never met a single child who had an Eeyore. <laughs> and, and as a child, I remember distinctly hating Piglet. Like I fucking hated Piglet and I loved Eeyore and I did have an Eeyore um, stuffed animal. So yes. I just love <laughs> the thing about how all the Winnie the Pooh characters have a psychological disorder. Oh, do they? Have you never heard that before? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, I've always thought thought that, but I've also seen other people talk about that. Like right. Eeyore has 
clinical depression right. <laughs> and piglet has like ocd or okay. something or anxiety and I think t- piglet, tigger has some OCD tigger has maybe. a meth addiction in my opinion yeah there's something wrong with tigger he's like a little i too do lit. find all of the characters irritating so i think that's why i was like oh eeyore is the only one worth shit i only like the little kangaroo oh he's cute but Roo. he's just an innocent yeah because the mom he's is the Kanga. only character i like and the mom is sweet kanga kanga's nice but whatever but christopher robin in general also has it's issues. a shitty storyline uh the whole I, thing i just don't like that his name is Pooh. there's a lot of funny um things because i there's a cookbook called cooking with Pooh. <laughs> Like there's just a lot, a lot you can do. Well, the other, I have another Disneyland story about, about this. I was in the Disneyland shop with my brother when we were in like middle school or something. And this lady, God bless her heart, this middle-aged woman just like holds up these pair of pajama pants and she goes, look, honey, there's poo all over these. Oh yeah. See, there's a lot of. But I remember thinking that was like the fucking funniest thing ever i mean like i was like my brother and i were doubled over like laughing well especially when they're just so clueless yeah you know but yeah don't poo i don't like that that's his name where did that come from i want to know i don't know anyway yeah i I actually i I felt felt like a brown bear uh grizzly bear i guess i should tell the winnie the pooh story now segue into that and i'll go to the tom sawyer island okay i'll go back there so there is a winnie there is a winnie the pooh story okay this is fucking incredible i love this story so in 1978 a cast member dressed as winnie the pooh was accused of (laughs) slapping a nine-year-old girl in the face at the park i shouldn't be laughing just such a funny visual listen kids get irritating (laughs) uh the girl claimed to have reoccurring headaches from the incident, and so it went to a civil trial. She sounds like a nightmare. Look, we all have reoccurring headaches. Look, one of my favorite things at Disneyland is to watch families come apart by the seams. <laughs> like <laughs> or there's a, couples. Or couples, but just like seeing families, it's like, I get it. You're spending $1,000 probably for a family of four. Oh, it's absurd. Like, it's absurd. And just to see them... At trying so hard to have fun and like i said because i don't pay there's it's very little stress i don't feel like i have to go on every ride i can just chill but to see these people try to get have so much fun and that the fathers get like almost borderline violent with them and just like the tension in their voices is just amazing to me i do feel bad but the kids are nightmares sometimes too where it's just like tyler everything is tyler montana (laughs) tanner i really i really do feel for the parents it's a lot it's a lot lot. i'm sure my parents when they used to take me fucking were irritated too what is why did he hit her? I know, I know okay. there's no excuse, but there had to be a reason, right? We're going to get to that. Okay. So there was a trial three years later for this. During the trial, the man who played Winnie the Pooh claimed that it was an accident and that the little girl had been tugging on his tail and that because of his limited vision and mobility in the costume, when he turned around, he accidentally hit the little girl. I buy it. I buy it too. And also, even if that isn't the case... I, first of all, I buy it, but I, I feel for anyone who has to wear any kind of mascot costume. It sounds horrible. Because the temperatures in those costumes right. get to like 120 degrees and you don't have good vision in them. Well, you don't have good vision and I would imagine your body is, you don't have a good sense of your body no, in that because you're in, this you're huge in a huge thing. Suit. Right. And, uh, yeah, so he, that was, that was their the defense of this after the court 
took a recess, the defendant returned to the courtroom, this time dressed in the Winnie the Pooh costume. Oh. Yes. Was this like the OJ glove moment? Yes, this was the extreme version of the OJ glove moment where he's like, you know what? If it doesn't fit, I must hit. (laughs) I don't know what his reasoning was. If it was like, I'm going to show you how fucking cumbersome this suit is. Right. So he gets in to the courtroom, and this is an excerpt uh, from the trial. Uh, Author uh, David Koenig describes what happened next in his book Mouse Tales Behind the Ears Look at Disneyland. I'm going to read you an excerpt from this book about the trial. Taking the witness stand, Pooh answered the lawyer's questions by nodding his head and stomping his feet. What do you do at Disneyland? McRae asked. That's the lawyer's name, McRae. What do you do at Disneyland? McRae asked. Pooh got up and did a jig down the aisle. (laughs) The courtroom audience burst into laughter. Have the record show that he's doing a two-step, noted the judge. By calling Pooh to the stand, the attorney was able to present a lovable, sympathetic witness who wouldn't and couldn't hurt anyone. The bear demonstrated that he couldn't have slapped the little girl in the face as she claimed. The costume's arm were too low to the ground. The jury took just 21 minutes to acquit Pooh on all charges. See, this is where you want to have Pooh settle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Pooh was acquitted. I am too. I just thought it was so great that, like, could could you imagine? Wait, I like that the idea he did a little jig and the the courtroom burst into laugh. It's like, you know what? Like, I still am not going to laugh at that. Like, this is adult people. They burst into laughter saying, do a little jig. I love that the judge was like, let the record show he did a two-step. Oh, now he's doing a rumba. And everyone's just like, oh, we're just delighted. Oh, it's Pooh. He couldn't have hurt a little girl. So what if he did? Can you imagine sitting there as the victim of this crime and having everyone laugh at your pain? I mean, that makes it better for me in a way. Because it's like, what nine-year-old is like, and I have recurring visions from being hit. That sounds like it was fed to her by an adult. The whole thing is nonsense. They wanted money. Absolutely. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. So back to Tom Sawyer's Island. In June of 1973, 18-year-old Bogdan De La Route and his 10-year-old brother hid out on the man-made island surrounded by the body of water known as the Rivers of America. After closing time. Ooh. So that's pretty bold move. Very bold move. Especially with your 10-year-old brother. I Wait, ass- how did they do that? Were they not with their parents? They must not um, They must not have been. I mean, the older brother was 18 years old. He must have taken oh, okay. so he his, took his little, little brother, brother on right. a Disneyland trip. Maybe they, they must have had Southern California uh, yearly passes. <laughs> no, they didn't because this guy was from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. He was visiting, okay. I guess. But that is a pretty bold thing to do i mean why would you want to do that after it closes what the fuck are you going to do back there because you'd be stuck on the island you'd right? be stuck on the island what is there to even do i guess it's drink. not much i did go to that island once because i was like well let me go to tom sawyer's island because i had never been right and it's I just a bunch go. of like fucking heathens running around like little children <laughs> it's just because there's nothing to do on it it's just like right. running around and there's like little forts and like cubby holes and so it's just kids running around. It's like, does this is where parents send their kids so they can have a break? <laughs> like, I guess it was like a nursery. There's no attractions over there. It's no, just it's, no, it's completely. But for some reason, he thought that was a great idea. After hanging out on the island for a few hours, the brothers decided to swim back to shore. Oh, also, let's just mention the fact <clears throat> that you have to swim. I imagine they just. I mean, obviously, they didn't swim there because they just hung out. I think you get ferried on a little motorboat, right. basically, to go there. And it's not far away from... It's not a far swim, but still, the water is probably... The water's disgusting. It's like attraction water. Yeah. No <laughs> one wants attraction water. So they're swimming back to shore, and Bogdan's brother couldn't swim, so he, ride, he rode on his older brother's back. <laughs> Halfway through their journey to shore, Bogdan <laughs> drowned. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh in the middle of that Wait, sentence. So which one drowned? The older brother. But then wouldn't the other one drown too? <laughs> well, here's, it says that his, uh, I'm surprised it's even that deep. Like, dude, can you imagine like your ride drowns? I mean, how do you, how did he not drown? It says that his younger brother survived by dog paddling. <laughs> and if I was Bogdan's ghost, I would have been irritated. I would have been like, so you can swim. That is, I drowned for nothing. 
what could you have started dog paddling when I was sinking? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like you just wanted to ride on my back. That is so bizarre. So his younger brother survived by dog paddling and was eventually rescued by overnight workers. And Bogdan's body wasn't found until the next morning. How crazy! How far is that? could it have? I mean, how they hard couldn't could... find him. I guess he sunk to the bottom. So I guess that's pretty deep. I mean, they do have that huge, um, what's it called? Like a Mississippi River boat. Oh that yeah, goes the around Tom, there. It's top Mark Twain's river boat, <clears throat> right? So that must have to be pretty deep for that boat to go on it, right? Um, that's crazy. Well, I mean, at least it, I'm glad the if there had to be a brother who died, I think it should be the one who created the whole plan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what was he doing? To at, his least little it, brother at least, at least the little island? brother didn't die. And why were victim. they there? What were they fucking doing? What I know, was... hide out in somewhere cool where you could go around the park at least and not be stuck on Tom Sawyer's Island. I just don't understand why you want to be at the park when it's closed, unless you're... I could see the appeal of it. Unless you're, like, doing drugs with your friends there, maybe. You wouldn't want to, like, go into all the attractions and, like, poke around. I mean, yeah, I guess I, guess I would want I to I could do see that. the appeal if I was in the park park, but not to be stuck no, on Tom Sawyer's Island. No, that's the worst part to be If stuck I had on. to swim and anything, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, fuck that. So this was not the only event that happened at the Rivers of America. In June of 1984, 18-year-old Philip Strahan was at Disneyland during a grad night trip. Now, grad night at Disneyland is a tradition for Southern California residents. For their high school graduation, they all get to go to Disneyland. They close down the park, and they get to go. It's just a bunch of fucking teenagers. I mean, I feel like that would have been really fun as an 18-year-old, but just thinking about it now, like, right. no one that sounds that. like a nightmare, because uh, when you're 18, you just want to, like, cause a fucking ruckus, and, they, like, the park just being full of nothing but right. 18-year-olds. I think it all, this also happens at night, too. They uh, stay open later. Yeah, just for them. So this kid, Philip, was at the park, and he was drinking, which isn't an uncommon thing on these trips, either. Uh, when he stole a motorboat from one of the cast members only area at Tom Sawyer's Island in an attempt um, to fucking ride around on this boat while he was drunk, I guess. So he ends up crashing into a rock because he doesn't know how to pilot this boat. And he was thrown from the boat and he drowned. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. That's why you should not drink underage. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I'm actually surprised they aren't more strict about checking bags for alcohol. They do have security checkpoints. Right. But you'd think on that night they'd be a little extra. I'm sure they've gotten better about it over the years. Right. This was back in the Early 80s. 80s yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I know I have friends and acquaintances who did grad night at Disneyland right. in the early I mean, 2000s. the truth of the matter is there's only so much you can do if people are going to act a fool. Right, or you pre-game before you get there. Yeah. You or you take an ecstasy pill or right. whatever. Like right. you take now you can take an edible. Totally. You know? Yeah. So Okay, so uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh yeah. I love Thunder Mountain Me too. Railroad. It's a good one. It's a roller coaster type ride and you go through this very old western. It's like a train. Town. It's like a runaway train. Yeah, it's a runaway train with like big red rocks and like <clears throat> 
<clears throat> it's one of the good lines. it's one of the good sort of scary rides at Disneyland. Right. Like a roller coastery vibe. Yeah. I like it. And yeah, it's it's a great ride. So this is a scary story because this is an incident where this guy had no control right. over what happened next. On September 5th, 2003, a maintenance error caused the front of the train to derail, which is my fucking nightmare. Yeah. And it ejected passengers and killed 22-year-old Marcelo Torres. Ten other passengers were injured. I mean, that is just like, like any, any instance where I'm on any kind of roller coaster or ride, especially if it's a roller coaster, thinking about the train derailing scares me. I always think about dying on a roller coaster, but that's part of the thrill. <laughs> right? Like, right. I feel like part of me is like, if I think about it, it won't happen. But if I'm not worried, then that's probably like, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like if I'm scared about it, then I'll be safe. Because what are the chances? Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's the ones who don't even care about these things. <laughs> You're always trying to think of ways why those bad things won't happen to right. you. Right, right. Okay, so here is an incident of a homicide happening on the park premises. Yes. This happened on March 7th, 1981. Mel C. Yorba, who is an 18-year-old man, got into an altercation with 28-year-old James O'Driscoll when Mel reportedly grabbed James's girlfriend. Mel, uh, excuse me, James stabbed Mel in the heart, fatally wounding him. Now, the parents of Mel sued Disneyland for negligence and sought $60 million. And this, is, this was their case for negligence, was that instead of summoning outside paramedics, the park had the Disneyland nurse <laughs> tend to his injuries instead. Was it Nurse Minnie? <laughs> <laughs> so this... Um, so the nurse was tending to him, and it wasn't until uh, up to 20 minutes after the attack that he was transported to a hospital. And he wasn't transported by an ambulance or by any sort of official paramedics that came into the park. It was like they took him in a regular, like, plain van right, and took him to the nearest hospital where he died along the way. Like, he was dead by the right. time he got there. Well, this is also a classic case of let's, what's the money? The money is with Disneyland, Right. I mean, I'm right. not sure what their negligence was, but that's the obvious person to sue if you want to, you're upset. Right. And of course you want someone to blame when your right. kid dies a senseless death. I understand that. They, their thing was that like, why couldn't they, Disneyland, they were like, Disneyland just didn't want the scene to be made with paramedics. They wanted to cover this right. up. But isn't this worse of a scene? Right. I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know that, um, but the doctors said that Mel's chance of survival anyway was really slim. He got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. Like yeah. he was going to be dead no matter what at, at this point. It wouldn't have really made that much of a difference yeah. had he gotten to the hospital any quicker, they said. So James's lawyers, the uh, defendant's lawyers, they argue that it was an accident, which I thought was weird. During the trial, this excerpt from the trial is fucking I just thought it was like so ridiculous. This is what James's attorney said. I will not deny that O'Driscoll was found at Disneyland with Yorba's blood all over him, Olson said, but I will prove that he is innocent of the charge of murder. Ugh. Like, did you just hear what you just yeah. said? Look. <laughs> Look, my client may have 
the knife in his hand and blood all over him, hiding in the fetal position on the It's a Small World ride. Right. But he is innocent. It can happen. <laughs> James was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 16 years in prison. 16? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, what do you know about the ashes scattered about Disneyland? I have heard about this. So there's lore that there are human remains all throughout the park of Disneyland because people like to scatter their loved ones' ashes there. These are extreme. Those are extreme adult, adult enthusiasts. <laughs> I would call that. That's on the level. We really need like a chart. I feel like right. We need a chart of like levels of Disneyland enthusiasts, adult Disneyland I would enthusiasts. Say ashes scattered. I would say ashes scattered is like definitely at the that's like the high. Tier of that's the, the top tier. Mm-hmm. Totally. And um, like I have a friend who has the Disneyland app that has the ride times. Oh. And she doesn't even live in the country anymore. And like, I've been to Disneyland with this friend before, and we have, we had a fucking blast when we went together. Um, but she is definitely a Disneyland. I like enthusiast. to have those people though because they can worry about all that and make my life easier. Oh my god, yeah, she's like a Disneyland encyclopedia. Right. She like knows everything, and I think I know everything about the park. Right, not even on the same level as this woman. So there are ashes reportedly all over the park, and. Uh, at one point in 2007, a guest was caught uh, sprinkling human ashes into the water of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh. Yeah. So Disneyland tried to say that it wasn't ashes in the news story that I read, but I don't know what else it could have been. Right. It was, was she like, like throwing them onto like the wench sail? <laughs> like, what was she doing? Like, she was like sprinkling it into the water. Oh, see, I wouldn't want to be in the water. I'd want to be on the land part. Yeah, because the where water would just gonna, yeah, it's just going to dissolve and get flushed yeah. out eventually. Or by like the dog with the keys. Like I want like a. <laughs> I would want it at the wench sale. Here's the thing: I've heard that the wench sale is going away. Did you hear that? Wait, the oh yeah, you just told me about that, yes, didn't you? I've heard. So there's this. It, it, this is the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and it's a ride that's been in Disneyland because since. it's like a rape. It was like a rapey thing initially, but then they switched it to make it less. No, that's something else. That's in the oh, same tableau area. They're chasing the women. But now she has a plate of food. Right. Here's, okay. So there was a, there was the, the Pirates of the Caribbean. If you've never been, you're underground essentially, and you're going through, first you go through a bayou, then you drop down and you end up in this, these underground right. caves yeah. sort of, and you're on this little boat. That's another good relaxing ride. Oh, it's, it's cold. so great. Yeah. It's air conditioned in there and it's, it's great. And it hasn't changed really. No. Since the Except 60s. for the Jack Sparrow. They added a Jack Sparrow animatronic in at the end of well, the ride. Well, there's other, there's other dead man tell no, like there's other, um, Pirates like of the Caribbean movie stuff inserted they added those in but for the most part the integrity of the ride has remained the same everything's the same but they just stick them in the old tableaus or whatever right uh but there was one tableau that you pass by and it was a woman animatronic being chased by a horny man Mm -hmm. and they recently changed it to where he's not chasing the woman anymore it's implied that he's chasing the food that right. she's carrying, right. which I think that's fine. I don't care. I don't that's care fine. if they change that. That's fine. There's another part in that same section where there's like a uh, bride for sale. Right. So I don't have a problem with them changing it to where they're willing sex workers. <laughs> right. But that's not very Disney. 
Right. But it is, but to me, I'm like, that's iconic Disneyland is that it is this sort of seedy seeming thing that's in this kid's park. Right. Where it is this very adult. In general, I'm fine with anything staying the same at Disneyland, (laughs) even if it's problematic. (laughs) Like, I mean, there's a lot of borderline problematic things at Disneyland and you just kind of have to ignore it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Splash Mountain is a bit problematic. Like, I'm not a Splash Mountain fan. That that the whole Song of the South that all makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like any of that. Uh, and I'm just not really into Splash Mountain. I feel claustrophobic in that ride. I, I like Splash Mountain just because it's like another ride where you sit for. <laughs> There's certain rides where I'm just like I like to sit for a long time. It's like, relaxing, and then yeah, it's not you're relaxing. just like yeah, and then you have the drop and you get all wet, so you have to do that ride like in before three p.m. You have to do it in the summer too, right? But I, I I'm not a Splash Mountain fan. I can I never ever want to go on that ride. Yell at me in the comment section. I don't care. Right. So there's another thing about Pirates of the Caribbean which I found kind of creepy, and it's that the bones on the ride were real for a very long time. The skeletons. They were actually real human bones that were used. It's rumored that there still exists one real human skull on the ride, and it's the skull that's decorating the Pirate King's headboard. So, You mean in that, like, treasure? Yes, in the treasure room. Here's another ash, popular ash-dropping place. It's the Haunted Mansion. Of course. In 2002, a guest reportedly sprinkled the ashes of a seven-year-old boy from one of the doom buggies. Those are the little vehicles that you are riding on on the tracks. There have been reports of the cast members hearing the sound of a young child crying near the area where guests depart the ride, and it's said to have been that boy. I love Haunted Mansion. That's one of my favorite rides. It's great. And one of the greatest things that ever happened to me at Disneyland is I was on the Haunted Mansion. And you know when you turn backwards and go down that hill? That ride got stuck there. (gasps) And it felt so good. (laughs) Because you're back. And it was like I was just leaning, lying back and like the cold ride. And the pressure of lying back felt really good after standing all day. I can't quite explain it. But I was like, this is the best. (laughs) I was like, I never wanted the ride. I was like, I need to just lie here for 15 minutes. (laughs) I was like that for a really long time, but it was completely comfortable, like beyond comfortable. It was like amazing. Anyways. I got stuck near the disembodied head once and I did not like that. No, this was purely a physical thing that felt really good to have that, like to be lying back like that. I can't explain it. It just felt really good. I like that the guy who's telling you to please remain seated that the ride will start again. Oh, right. Is like still doing his spooky voice too. He's like, please remain seated. Right. Your doom buggy will, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. He's still in character. Yeah. So this actually, the urban legend of the boy ashes and the boy's child's crying on the ride this is an urban legend that's actually been going back to 1994 and in the latest version that I saw was the 2002 version they actually there was another addendum to the story to like make it very 2002 and and that is that oh and the ride had to be closed down because they thought it was anthrax that she sprinkled Oh yeah, yeah. So that's very that's very yeah. 2002. But uh, so I don't think that this story is true because it, there's been so many different versions of it. Yeah. But it is. I do think. I mean, I've heard forever that people sprinkle ashes. It's not 
hard to believe that people would do that. Oh my God, I totally believe it. I yeah. mean, people get married at Disneyland. Yeah. Like there are sections of the park that are for weddings. If you love Disneyland, why wouldn't you want your ashes sprinkled there? Right? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Totally. Um, <clears throat> so Space Mountain, we talked about that earlier in the show. That's the only good part of Tomorrowland. We decided, please don't <laughs> at me. That's right. That's just fact. Yeah. In my opinion, don't tell me Star Tour. Star Tour is whatever. It's fine. I like it. It's kitschy, yeah. but like I can take it or leave it. Space Mountain. Is I can't go on Star great. Tours. It makes me uh, sick. Okay, I haven't been on it in a long time. Well, I just get motion sickness from that kind of virtual reality. Like those. I don't know why I get really motion sickness from that ride. So. My mom took me on Space Mountain when I was five years old, and I did not want to go on that ride at all. And she took me on it, and it was one of the most terrifying things. When I went on Space Mountain as a child. I was way too young for that, I was mom. probably too young, too. I was probably just barely <laughs> tall enough. But I was like a tall... I was taller, so I yeah. probably was still young. Um, I I didn't know that it was on tracks. I thought we really were flying. I did, too. It's, it's dark. I, it's yes. dark. And I was like petrified, but I did love... I loved it almost immediately. But I, I was petrified, and I was like, we're flying. Loved like, it when I got older, <clears throat> but when I was five years old, I was like, I'm in hell right now. No. I'm going to die. And my mom was... and. That ride petrifies me. Space Mountain is a roller coaster in the pitch black. Yeah. It's pitch black. There's loud music blaring and there's like stars. That's the only thing you can see is like flashy light right, kind flashy of. Lights. But it's pitch fucking black. And I was closing my eyes, like squeezing them tight. I'm five years old on this ride. My mom and I'm like not enjoying myself. And my mom's like, open your eyes, open your eyes, look. And I open my eyes and that scared me even more because I just see these like scary stars rushing by. Right. It's scary. It's but a as good an adult coaster. and an older kid, I very much The worst much thing about it. Space Mountain is you wait a long time and it's really fast. <laughs> right. So there are some ghosts that are on the ride. There is a ghost known as Mr. One Way, which I thought was... I've heard about him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's like very Twilight Zone, like going my way. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so... Yeah, it is. So he reportedly haunts Space Mountain he is said to be a burly man with a uh, red face and red hair. So he's basically an alt comic right. that hangs out on the ride trying to pick up chicks. Yeah. Out of his league. <laughs> <laughs> he also uh, has been seen hanging out in the female cast member's dressing room. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Mr. One Way. Mr. One Way. What are you doing in here? So he also uh, hangs out in line with the guests and he gets into empty seats on the ride and then bounces right before the final tunnel, which I wouldn't know how you would know that he bounced because the ride's pitch black. You can't see anything. Right. Hmm. Whatever. Do you feel his essence leave? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that smell, it's gone. Oh, yeah. The old spice scent. <laughs> Other versions of Mr. One Way allege that he's actually a young boy from the 70s. And this young boy is seen to look like a regular kid, not even like an apparition. And he's uh, dressed in 70s clothes and he's really annoying. He asks a bunch of questions about the park in line. And then he leaves at some oh. point. The ultimate poltergeist. <laughs> Can you it just, just annoys you. Right. Just some irritating kid with a mushroom some haircut. Some poltergeist throw your furniture around. <laughs> this kid just irritates the fuck out of you. Uh, another ghost who is reported to make appearances at Space Mountain, this gal sounds fun. Her name's Disco Debbie. Wow. I mean. I want to know her we story. We all want that name. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's the best name. Disco Desi. 
Disco Desi. I can. I was like, I can almost have that name. When we get big enough, where our fans are <clears throat> doing fan art of us, right. you, we can have a Disco Desi fan art. Oh, okay. Seriously, like, when is that gonna? Who's who draws? Who listens to the show? We need some fan art. Like, don't do it if you're not good, though. <laughs> don't do it if you're gonna make us not look better looking than we are. <laughs> yeah. I want us to look cuter than we actually are. Right. Not like demented. Yeah, I don't want like a carnival caricature. Oh no! When no. one of our features is prominent. Yeah, please, Mm-mm. please don't. Please don't do that. Please don't do don't that. Don't Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> our eyes. I'm sorry. Dude. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, uh, Disco Debbie apparently is the ghost of an old employee at Disneyland who died of an aneurysm behind the ride while she was disco dancing. Dude, I just imagine her in like Wait, sequin but how tube top. Does disco happen because she glows green. Oh, I don't know why, Would, but that's, that's a cool disco? apparition to see. Right. I, I honestly, I need her to be like more like disco stew from the Simpsons. Like I want, I want her to be more disco. Right. Not just glowing green. I guess that's why she's, and maybe she died in the seventies. Right. Okay. She was really into disco. Look, I had a whole story worked out for her. So I was just disappointed that it was just right. the green thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I have two other crimes that are personal crimes that have happened at Disneyland. I want to report they're the last crimes. Uh, they're actually not crimes per se, wow. but they're scandalous. Okay. Okay. So uh, in 1989, I was at Disneyland, uh, staying at the Disneyland Hotel with my family, and I was jumping on the bed with a pen in my hand, and the pen went into my eye, and I had to get stitches. And wow. that's something that's not reported on any of these message boards. <laughs> and your parents were neglectful when no. you jump on the bed with I, a pen. I texted my mom about it and I was like just trying to confirm the details. My mom's like, I don't fucking know. That was like in the 80s. Like yeah. she's like, yeah, I remember. Like, cause I jogged her memory about right. it. But it is the only time I ever had to get stitches it was a Disneyland related incident. incident. Mm-hmm. I mean, your parents turn away for one second. Look, when you're sure. three years old. My parents turned away for many seconds. <laughs> I got into all kinds of hijinks. I mean, like, my poor parents, when I think about that, it's like, they were probably fucking exhausted from a day at the park. And they just and they were wanted probably to like, relax. just go jump on the fucking bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, suddenly we're in the ambulance. Right. Or wherever. Like, Ugh, I'm... Pooh should have slapped you. <laughs> it was scary. Like, I have vague flashes I mean, of it happening. Yeah. I do still I feel have like a scar. everyone at some point in their childhood has stabbed themselves with a pen or a pencil, though. Right. <laughs> but not in the eye, necessarily. But I do remember stabbing myself in the leg accidentally right. or something. I still have a scar. It's actually right next to my eye. Like, it's, like, right. barely... Well, it's can... very thin skin there. I yeah. Mean, it was probably easy to I still in. have a little scar there. Mm-hmm. And the other incident that happened at Disneyland took place in the 60s, and it involves my dad. Um, my dad... He was visiting his grandpa, who's my great-grandpa, uh, no longer with us. Rest in peace, Fred Applegate. He was visiting him, uh, who lived in L.A., and they went to Disneyland, and they would not let my dad in the park because he had long, dirty, hippie hair. <sighs> and my grandpa raised a scene and was like, you're being very, um, you hippie-phobic. know. Hippie-phobic. <laughs> to this young man. My dad had a lot of hair-related I mean, incidents. I have heard about strict dress requirements for employees but not for people coming into the park well in the 60s it wasn't that abnormal for establishments to ban hippies hippies i've seen the signs like no hippies yeah and And my dad if you look at any pictures of him from the 60s he's posted plenty on his instagram before you can follow him um 
he is like the biggest looking hippie right. ever. Like right. it's obscene how much of a hippie he was. Like, and his hair was like down to his butt. Um, I don't think I have any Disneyland crimes, but I do have one thing. I one of my favorite things I ever saw happen at Disney was um, one time I was watching this couple, uh, and the girl was taking a selfie of them together, and she they were both smiling so happily in the selfie. And then she went to look at the picture and he was still smiling and her face completely sunk. <gasps> and that's like one of my favorite moments that I've ever I witnessed. Got chills. <clears throat> I just got and goosebumps. I was just like, that is like guys and girls in a nutshell. Like the guys are like, whatever. And the girl's like, this is the worst picture. <laughs> like oh she was God. devastated by I've the picture. Been that girl before. I know, but it was funny to see the smile and then her expression sink when she saw. Oh my God. <laughs> And I was like, I feel, I feel like I've just like intruded on something That's very like, I private. Mean, I, I just got to chill. Like if someone saw me take a selfie like that, I'd be like mortified. <laughs> Dude. So that was a crime. That was a crime of, of back facing camera, <laughs> non front facing camera. I don't know. I, it was horrifying, <clears throat> but I did enjoy it. And I, I had a, I tweeted about it. I think I remember that tweet. Because it was a very good moment. It was chilling. It's chilling. It's a chilling story. The other favorite thing I love, like another crime at Disneyland that I'm a, I am love about Disneyland, is you can see every shape and type of ass at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I love it too. I have seen every type of ass at Disneyland. Asses I didn't even know could exist. <laughs> Not just talking no. about, there are some big fat ones. It's not even just fat. I'm not just even talking shape. about huge fat just asses. Asses that break just the laws like of physics. Asses that you have never thought possible <laughs> exist at Disneyland. How that's not an attraction, I don't know. I honestly, I would buy a coffee table book of Disneyland asses because you will see them all. I'm telling you, there are asses. There's like Iowa asses, <laughs> there's California <laughs> asses, asses, and they're in different kinds of pants, pants that you don't even know. You're like, that's what they sell at Walmart probably. There are all kinds of asses, and they're they're just in your faces. You see them because you're standing on lines. You're going up, ta- you're going up uh, Tarzan's treehouse. <laughs> they're right in front of you. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So that's one of my favorite passions is ass watching. I'm going to post. And a- I love them all. I should post a picture of this because the best thing I, the best person, people, it was a duo that I ever saw at Disneyland. And I was fortunate enough to get a good picture of them were these two older women. They must've been in their seventies and they were like, so Florida. They had the visors on. They were wearing matching outfits. They were riding around red hover rounds. Right. And the people watching at Disneyland is amazing. Because it's for everyone from all over the world. It's not just America. It's like foreigners. These ladies were like best friends, right? right. And they're riding around on these hover rounds. And they both have matching hideous like puff paint jackets on. The fashion. And what it said on the jackets. One of them said Thelma and the other one said Louise. Jesus Christ. The fashion at Disneyland is like nothing I have ever seen. It's top tier. Fantastic. It's top tier, handmade I mean, people go all out with what they wear at a Disneyland. And I go all I, out. I fucking eat it up. I, I love, love it. it. I, I love, love it. it. Because you should, you can dress as dumb as you want to dress there. I don't really dress totally dumb, but I do sense. like, my kind of have like a goth mini. Like I'll wear yeah. a black dress. And you I are have, goth I mini. have like black, I have the simple black ears with the sequins and just the red bow. I don't do the new hats. No. I'm not interested in like all the new versions. I want the classic mouse ears. Right. So I just wear a black hat, goth mini, but I don't go on goth day or whatever it's called. Have you gone on goth day? 
No, I, ac- I want to go. I accidentally went. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, but I saw, I saw two goth people crying outside the teacups. And I had seen tons of goth people that day. And I was like, what the fuck? And I think I tweeted some mean things like Belle and Sebastian. (laughs) Like I was tweeting all these things and and someone commented to me. They're like, oh, it's emo day. I I can't remember the title. I'm sure there's a better title for it. But it's like, you know how they have these like non-official days? Like there's the gay. There's gay day. There's dapper day. Right. So this was like some kind of goth day uh dude i want to go on goth day next year it was good it wasn't like as it wasn't as prevalent as the gay and the dapper days like we really see a ton so it's just enough that i was like what's going on but it wasn't like so overwhelming i was like oh it's some kind of theme i've never been on any special days the only kind of special day i ever went on besides new year's i've done new year's a few times before which is really fun the only like odd day that i remember was I went on leap year day. So it was a leap year. So we went, uh, Austin and I, my friend, uh, she's the one with the app that knows all the times of the ride. Okay. So we went together on leap day and it was February 29th. And we basically, the park was open for 24 hours that day. Okay. So we didn't even get to the park because there was so much traffic for some reason. We were, I mean, that was a fucking nightmare. Like we sat in traffic. It's a 30 minute ride to Disneyland with no traffic from my house. It's 30 minutes. It's It's so super close. And, but we sat in traffic for literally like four hours. So by the time we got to the park, you're in misery. They said that they were at capacity Oh. and we almost started crying just because we were so exhausted from yeah. the traffic and like That's hungry insane. and just irritated. We weren't actually crying, but we were just at that where you're like, no, oh, we just got right. out of the car. Like, I just like, just let me into the fucking park. It was like midnight and they did sneak us into the park. We got into the park at like one or 2 a.m. And it was really fun riding on Thunder Mountain at five in the morning. Right. And everyone's really delirious because they're tired. Yeah. So it was just... It was it was a good once in a lifetime. Yeah, and we left like really early in the morning, but yeah, that's fun. Sorry, I hope everyone enjoyed my Disney stories. Yeah, I did. Okay, I like good. hearing about it. I love Disneyland. It's good. We should go soon, Desi. Okay, yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh wait, do wait. We, do we have Patreons? We did have some new Patreons. We did have some new Patreons, but first, while Rachel's looking up our Patreon, our pat our patrons, patrons, patrons. I'll never be able to say that word. I can't do Patreon. It is weird yeah because patreon makes me for it forces me to say it a different way yeah but do check out our facebook fan uh page or it's called hollywood crime scene friends and we do interact with uh every everyone there a lot we post stories we talk about cases that are in the news and we talk about the show we share pictures and videos it's really fun and that is hollywood crime scene friends on facebook you ask to join and we will uh accept you yeah we also have you know, our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, and those are Hollywood Crime Scene, and I think the Twitter is Hwood Crime Scene, and we post stuff there, too. We post pictures on Instagram and whatnot. You can tweet us compliments. We'll retweet them on Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's all very exciting. Love it. Um, so, so we did have a few new patrons this month, and very happy about that. Your money really does help us out a lot. Uh, we hope that we we're, our next goal, we, ha- we just added a new Patreon goal, and that's for 2000 a month. We really hope that we can make this show closer to our full-time work, Right, what we do, because w- we have some really fun ideas that 
we're, we're trying not have to, the time to implement yet. Yeah, but we're yeah. trying to execute them. We want to make this our sole source of focus in our world. So uh, any money you can donate is so appreciated. And if you can't donate money, you can help us out by giving reviews on iTunes and not talking about my cough drop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We love even you. if you just donate five stars, if you can just put five stars, you don't even have to write a review. It helps but you us can get write, seen. Yeah, it helps us get Tell seen. Tell a friend. So that's a great way to help too if you don't have the cash. So this week's patrons, we had Ellen. We had uh, Melanie, Mandy. Let's see. And that was it. Thank you guys yeah, so thanks, much. Guys. Really appreciate uh-huh. it. Okay. So that's it. Bye. Bye.